I screwed no, up the clap. We did a good job. Yeah, okay. we all clapped. I heard a noise. It's like it can't be that bad. Your BPMs were good, solid, right up to three, and then you're like, <laughs> and clap. Oh no, I went on five and not four. <laughs> <laughs> no, I should have gone back to one. Who counts to five when they're making music? That doesn't make sense. Only two. Uh, on the twos, on the twos, on the twos. Unless we're doing like a hardcore breakdown thing. So, hey, Doc. What's up? How you doing? I'm well. You? Oh, we're doing good. How are you, Corny? Mm-hmm. Doing great. Thanks for joining us, Doc. My pleasure. Thanks for wanting to chat. Um, well, did I, mean, I need to shut up so you could take out the fan? No, that was good. All right. <laughs> I like what just happened there. Um, no, how could we not have you on here? You're better at everything <laughs> than we are. <laughs> Pretty much. That's not true. I've heard you on other. Po- I've heard you on other podcasts. They were better than our podcast. Like what? Uh, your design is amazing. Well, thank you. Jason and Daryl's and what other podcasts have you been on? Oh man. Uh, two artists, one cast, and Daryl were the most recent. Yeah. Did you listen to... Uh... Oh, you did say you listened to Daryl's. Yeah. It was fun. I had a lot of fun with it. I had, I had to skip around. Skip around? Just because I didn't want to rip him off with all of my interesting, uh, insightful questions. All right. That's not really what we're known for <laughs> around here. Courtney asked the good questions. <laughs> Once in a while. I drink and... Try to be funny. So, do you know Rob Layfield personally? <laughs> oh no. man, that would be that would be a much better story for that tweet. <laughs> yeah, I thought uh, it was one of those things. Like, I remember loving Image and loving all of the lines that everybody in that crew was was using in their you know their drawings, like. Jim Lee and Rob and uh, Todd McFarlane and all of those cats. It was just like all of the detail. Look how good they are drawing. <laughs> and I mean, and then you look back at it and you're like, oh yeah, none of them can draw feet. Everybody's always standing in rubble or smoke or clouds or there's an explosion in front of them. Uh, and then... <laughs> You get a little bit older and you realize anatomy. So Captain America is not a giant V shape. That's not I mean, how Captain America is built on a V eight chassis, right? You're right. Or at least I a mean, twin V. Yeah. Was that what those the Harley the V? Yes. Now we're venturing mm-hmm. into motorcycle that's definitely, territory. That's definitely what, what that is about. called. No, you were right. Okay. That's definitely what that's called. That's a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Those are words. Words. Um, I'm over here trying to make young blood jokes, and then you're talking about motorcycles. Young blood. I think we're in two different. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, that was a that was a a rough anatomy. But I think what I love about Rob is the fact that he just loves that he gets so much crap about it. 
like he does some, he makes jokes about it yeah it's it's freaking amazing like some some of the the tweets or responses or comments to to people after they say something he's like yeah i'm more pumped up than captain america's chest and it's just like <laughs> that's pretty pumped up yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's just fun to sort of at least that he's able to to laugh about it right. as well so plus he's come around i mean he may have given us all those jokes, but he also gave us Deadpool, True. which is pretty, yeah, you know, solid. might not make up for all of it, but it does help. <laughs> um, what's your real name? Uh, you mean like on paper? No. What does your mom call you? Son. <laughs> I can keep asking. You're not going to answer me this episode, are you? Well, now it's a game. <laughs> oh, <no>. <laughs> <laughs> all right matthew it's broderick this game roderick okay <laughs> i don't know if i believe you or not but i'm gonna go with it no i said i, I said like broderick because you said matthew you say matthew no I say broderick roderick kiss. okay well, it, roderick it sounds right. <laughs> so this isn't you in the camo hat at disney Ooh. You're not the president of Total Package. Uh, did you send me a apparel? Picture? Oh, did you just Google <laughs> Roderick Reed? Drop a link in the laugh. chat real quick. Oh yeah. So y- you do not live in Hopkins, South Carolina. Mm, maybe in a former life before the witness protection program. <laughs> I should be careful. I'm like second connected to this guy on LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deep dig into that. So that's not who you are. You also aren't big into fishing. Well, right. I like fishing. I do. It's um, soothing. The water lapping the boat on the shore. I don't know if people like our listeners have noticed or not, but this whole season, what I'm calling season three of Creatoring, is secretly all about fishing. This is like the fourth time we've brought it up. I thought you were going to say something about the show. ASMRP, that noise. Mm-mm. No, that happens. That's also hidden throughout the episodes, but there's like a secret AR game that we've kind of woven into all of this where it's all just actually about fishing. And now I really want to like deep dive into that world. Uh, if it makes you feel um, any better, I was looking and talking with my wife about tarpons last night. My wife? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what brought that up? Uh, First, I know what tarpons are, but I don't know if Courtney does. Can you I tell her what tarpons? Are? Like Do you hook? know what like a bluegill no, looks know. like? Oh, it's way bigger Let and it will it. eat four hundred bluegill. It's sort of like a oh, blue dang. whale of small fish. <laughs> wow. Huh. All right. I know a lot it's a about They're not in our game we're playing. Yeah, why aren't these in Stardew Valley? Uh, are sturgeons? Come on. They have sturgeons. Ooh. Yeah. Those are funky looking creatures, aren't they? They're huge. Okay, fishing. Do you ever watch Chasing Monsters? No. Is it anything like You're River just... Monsters? Uh, is that all about noodling? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> no, the guy goes and like... In this island and in, in this like village in Africa, these people were killed by a large fish in the lake, and I'm gonna go try to find it. Uh, what's, cha- what's chasing monsters? Chasing monsters is, is 
similar to that. It, it, it's a it's a Netflix? Imagine Dragon cover band. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yes. Um, of course. I'm trying to find a link for it. Basically, it's this guy who's. Um, out, yeah, it's on that. This is this is a direct rip off of River Monsters. Well, are at least the same guy. Reports of gruesome attacks on humans, and then they try to find the things that did it. Okay, but it's on Netflix, yeah. so it looks like it has better camera work. Uh, yes, it's. I would say it's well produced. My girls. So and are tarpons I, like? Are they like really mean when you like get them riled up? I mean, whenever they jump out of the water, they flip you the bird. <laughs> so they're more just like passive aggressive. <laughs> Extremely <than> passive aggressive. <laughs> Make your mom jokes. Yeah. And so because of that, you guys want to eat a lot of them. Yeah. That makes... I'm tracking. I mean, they taste sort of like snap turtles. Are you trying to get your kids to just <laughs> not go into water anymore? Is that why... Um, I guess it... I'm trying to have to buy less toys, so I showed Ransom Child Play recently, and it's just... Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> you did what? I was trying to, like, have to buy less toys for my kids, so I was like, what helped me want to have less toys? Was fishing? Child's Play... <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Just introduce him to Chucky. Yeah. Then are you gonna tell him that the guy who was Luke Skywalker? <laughs> <laughs> then he won't want any Star Wars toys. That's either. a good idea. Let me write that down in the show notes. Also, be afraid, Mark Hamill. He's coming. <laughs> Talking about chasing monsters. So was that just a, <laughs> Mark a, a dark, dark side joke? I think so. I have to say, I didn't like it. I really like huh. his Joker voiceover for the. Batman oh, it's amazing. Series. He is the. He's my favorite Joker. And then, what's the dead guy's name? Joaquin Phoenix. No, the. Oh, the, Heath Ledger. Yeah, Heath Ledger. He's the second best Joker. Mark Hamill's the mm-hmm. first. Yeah. Can you put him in the Again. same? Because of the animated and. Are you going to tell Mark Hamill he can't be the number one Joker? Because I'm not going to do it. He's also Chucky. I'm scared of Chucky. Yeah. Wait, in the original Chucky or this new one? No, the new one. I haven't watched any mm. trailers for that one just because I'm like, mm. <laughs> first one was rough and I didn't watch it. I just remember being terrified. Actually, I haven't um, seen a lot of like the classic 80s, 90s horror pictures. Like, Do you just not like horror movies? Um, I mean, growing up a preacher's kid, you don't get a whole lot of <laughs> a whole lot of that stuff in the house. You're scared about a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Yep. Nuns with fear. rulers. I remember that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you can make Guilt you fear. can make Catholic jokes all you want to, <laughs> but I know that your mom made you go get switches from the backyard when you got in trouble. Shoot, she had a freaking wooden paddle. It was like an inch and a half thick, and like it was a good eight inches. But it was one of those pans that I think that you'd have old school in the kitchen. You'd just take your hot mm-hmm. pots off the, the, the stove and put them oh. down there. Like it had burnt into it. The, like the iron rings from the stove, like somebody uh. put it down on there and instead of burning the house down, it was like, I will take all of that rage and heat and I will just put it in the board and then it will be expelled upon spanking. I mean, it got to the point where mom, all she had to do with my brother and I were, Screwing around, she'd tell mm-hmm. us once or twice. She'd be like, "Stop it, 
Stop it! If we kept on going, she'd just open the door and shut it that she kept it in, and we'd just be like, whoop! Mm-hmm. Best behavior. Mm-hmm. My mom had a wooden spoon, Sim- similar. She kept it in a drawer, though. I don't know if it'd be worse but to get whacked with a spoon. she was going for that drawer. Or this paddle. I mean, like, the spoon would Did it have stink. holes in it? No, it was yeah, just Yeah, that's what I'm solid. wondering. It was a beast. Like, they don't make trees like they used to. <laughs> Gosh. I remember one time I laughed at my mom when she was spanking me. That was, <laughs> that, was say, that went over like a lead balloon, I'm sure. Yeah, single mom, four boys. She was doing the best she could. <laughs> yeah. Laughing at her was not a good choice. She listens to this sometimes, so sorry, mom. mom. Also, the best the best story, she backhand slapped me one time <laughs> when I told her to shut up. Oh. I was in the front seat of the car. I said, shut up. I think I was like 16. And just out of reflex, like she would have never done it. Just reflexes. Wow. But she had a ring on her finger. Oh, <laughs> caught you in the tooth? Just, yeah, it got me right on the lip. <laughs> <laughs> that was still funny to Props to mom. About. Yeah, I know. Like, well done. Yeah. It's like you always sit in the back, kids. <laughs> For all the kids who shouldn't listen to this. All the bad kids to Cluster. Back. Yeah. Keep that grill pretty <laughs> through high school. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Keep talking about corporal punishment as kids. You know, flip-flops, switches, <laughs> uh, anything that was in reach, really. Uh, you know. Yeah. That's how it goes. Courtney and I grew up Lutheran. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we were right there with you. Mm, yes. <laughs> but so you have you gone back and caught up with the horror movies now? Or you're just like I missed it. Let's just keep going. Um, there've been a couple that I've picked back up. Um, like do you go see the new ones? My wife did you was see really us or and we watched us. Well, I take it back. Don't breathe. I watched uh, us with. Uh, Jim, this was this yeah. past weekend. Do you know Jim, Jim and your wife mix up a lot? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I got to go hang out with Jim Madsen this, uh, Madison this weekend. And so he was like, hey, you want to watch us? It's like, yeah, sure. Am I going to get made fun of for not knowing who Jim Madison is? Uh, People like you're... Uh, uh, Print Mafia. Oh, yeah. Okay, that Jim. Isn't that... That's his poster. <laughs> Yes, you're gonna get made fun of. You have his work yeah. hanging in your house. He was there I have all like, along. Uh, like three or four more posters to be <laughs> hung up. To be fair, I have been drinking, so uh, you did say that. You did qualify. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, he's a good dude. He is. A solid. I just want to talk about Jim. He's a solid. You should have him on here. He just started a Patreon him on page. Here. Good. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just started it last night. I think. <laughs> After you guys went and saw us. Yeah, I was like, well, <laughs> they are cloning us. We need to make all the money now. <laughs> Jim, Sorry, if you're listening, spoiler. I have a, the werewolf print I got from you hanging in between two space prints from Draplin and uh, Pants back on the wall. Anyway. Is that, that an okay pants Jim there? <laughs> that is an okay pants. That is just one pants. that Aaron did for... McDonald's. I was gonna say I was, was looking through like, delicious okay. design league. It's blown out with that lamp, but I was starting to piece it, yeah. piece it together. Like, it just says hot mustard, uh, and then has that sick astronaut on it. I had to like. Well, it's because he got. I don't know if you guys remember the helmet. 
Do you remember the cluster that was um, the Rick and Morty thing McDonald's did last year? No. Where they like brought back Szechuan sauce for like a six hour period. Maybe it was two years. No, I think it was last year. They brought wow. back Szechuan sauce for like four hours. It was like <laughs> a block. And um, they somehow connected with Delicious Design League <laughs> and did a hundred posters. There's only a hundred of that astronaut, and they did five other pieces. Hmm. I remember the, just, like the I remember the delicious posters, but I yeah. didn't realize that it was like a six-hour window that they were like, <laughs> "We're only doing sauce now." Yeah, was and it, it was the like, Szechuan sauce. Yeah, Szechuan? yeah, yeah. So, was that the only sauce that they brought? There's, there's a, there's a Rick and Morty. McDonald's sauce pack on eBay for five grand, dude. It's ridiculous. Oh my but yeah, that's, goodness! It was a whole thing from Rick and Morty. I don't know if you guys saw it, but it was just like I didn't get into Rick and Morty. I'm one of those weird Rick. Well, okay. <laughs> I now talk about it much less than I did before this McDonald's fiasco because it okay. it ruined it for normal people who watch the show. Because McDonald's or Rick and Morty, both, <laughs> okay. but mostly Rick and Morty. Because like the neckbeard fedora fans that are really into the show, kind of came out in force and like oh. that is a mental you know, picture right there. You know, like that, but like the nerds, the <laughs> I, I'm trying what to. Are you I'm walking a fine line <laughs> because I love horror movies and like we have an ongoing Stardew Valley game. So I'm not too far removed, but I'm also able to communicate socially and talk to people without bringing up misogynistic, racist jokes about the favorite TV show I like a lot. (laughs) And they were not able to do that. And they've kind of ruined the Rick and Morty fandom. So much like I'm a closeted wrestling fan, I'm a closeted Rick and Morty fan. And there are way too many people who did the pickle Rick thing for it to be fun anymore. Is that like uh, Rick Roll? Sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. So all that long, terrible story to say that Aaron did that poster for McDonald's. And while I was waiting there for two hours, I had to ask the kid in front of me to trade posters with me so I could get that one. Nice. <laughs> did you have to like, I'll throw in a cheeseburger too, kid. I was willing to offer money, but I didn't want to go with like that kind of creeper thank how many you. how many happy meals you want <laughs> <laughs> no thank you mom that strange man's talking to me about a poster <laughs> well sorry i was going to complain but they brought in like all four of their kids just so they could get each poster themselves anyway <laughs> never mind i'm a grown I mean, man with two mar- with two kids i didn't want to go to jail over happy meals uh yeah that would make one heck of a headline <laughs> nope. Atlanta man arrested for astronaut poster. Atlanta man. Atlanta man. <laughs> There's your superhero. Sounds like a really, right there. a really lazy superhero. Mm. It's like one step off from. Always trying to make music Florida videos man. with his friends and not pay them. Mm. Atlanta man. That's a pretty. That how, sounds like. How well that joke will land with people. That's really a personal story. I was going to say that definitely sounds like a personal story. It's a little specific. <laughs> All right, Zach. So tell me about this. You haven't quite seemed to be able to let it go. So we're going to take the next hour of 
Oh no, they might listen. Oh no, the the music video friend. <laughs> oh, so, um, the story, the plot thickens. But I've worked with you before, Doc. Roderick, we've worked together on some pro- a project before, but I don't think I know what you do outside of that. What do you do during the day? What what keeps your what keeps your lights on? What keeps the lights on? Um, I am an in-house designer for a healthcare company here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and uh, part of that includes uh, presentations mm-hmm. with the more than occasional slick. And white paper. Um, PowerPoints are increasing in number. Really? Um, like not just presentations, but specifically PowerPoints. Yes. I. Oh, it, was there a recent, like a cool update recently? Or uh, something? No. 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 Okay. Uh, basically, I think what it is is all the executive admins are sick of working on them, so they're like, "Hey, we'll get creative to do it." <laughs> They'll make them look better. Yeah. Or they'll create them and be like, yeah, this isn't going to close any deals. So, creative? <laughs> um, creative. Yeah, but I, what they don't understand or know is that I don't know anything about PowerPoint. And it <laughs> took me, like the first time it got handed to me, I'm like, uh-huh. Where, where's the type tool? Where, how do I how do I kern and let these out? Why won't it let me? Why is it centered? Why is there a big box around every? Why why can't I just click <laughs> the bounding box and have it shrink to the type like in design? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was maddening, and mm-hmm. it was uh, it was within like the first two three weeks of me getting hired, and PowerPoint was not in the job description, and I was like, oh. oh. A bag of goods has been sold, and I am the sucker left <laughs> holding it. Um, yeah. So, but uh, that was three and a half years ago. And uh, PowerPoints, I mean, it, it's one of those necessary evils, I guess, in corporate America. So, sure. Um, the team works pretty hard to keep that stuff out of the workflow process. Uh, we just wrapped up our big annual conference in Nashville. Um, called breakthroughs, and that was that basically is the, the the project that we start working on in December, January, and mm-hmm. it literally we work right up till June when we pack up the computers and ship them, put them on the FedEx truck to wherever we're going with the conference. Um, but uh. So there's lots of uh, speech, background graphics, and uh, support that's happening. Um, videos. Uh, a lot of times our team will fly out on location to take uh, video of some success stories and things of that nature of some of the clients. Oh, cool. Um, it's, it's, we're trying to, for lack of a better way of saying it, trying to give healthcare some personality and not so sterile doctor you know mm-hmm. everything has to be but uh and lame we're trying to 
have it have a like you're dealing with people you gotta have mm-hmm. some people um and not not be so clip art or stocky images of bunch of data and graphs and charts overlaid of mm-hmm. doctors doing procedures and just we're trying to, to get away from all of that and, and, and whatnot as far as the branding and, and look goes but yeah alright all right, Ryan Reed 25 year old NASCAR driver I'm just going to keep changing names and let you Google people for the rest of the interview. <laughs> so, I mean, that is super important, and you get to draw aliens all day. That was, I mean, that was not something I ever thought would happen, in all honesty. Like, taking a job in healthcare, it was like, all right, well, I'm going to sort of be relegated to the, uh, I guess, for lack of a better word, the pop culture and arts illustration fun stuff would mm-hmm. be relocated to the you know the nights and the weekends um but i think after the first year that we came in and i mean i'm gonna brag on the team a little bit but i think we blew yeah. the socks off the 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 c-suite and everybody's sort of like okay this is a whole new caliber of uh creative team that we're working with right now like they do live production well they do video well they do design well they do you know, branding and wayfinding and all that jazz. Um, and I think one of the best compliments our, our team got was from the, the uh, CEO. She was hmm. just sort of saying um, like how flexible the team was. Like we asked for changes yeah. and you guys made changes. It wasn't like, well, we can make changes, but it's going to take a week to get back to you. It's like, well, um, the presentation's tomorrow, so I need you to make it happen so we we've been working on our workflow and streamlining things to make sure that you know we can be as efficient and as accommodating as possible and Mm -hmm. it's it's gone a long way in building a relationship with the executive so that they know one we care about their performance or their presentation Mm -hmm. as well as we care about the work that we put out so I think when they realized that, that we weren't just going to sort of nail it in, they, they started letting the reins loose a little bit more. So, Yeah. I mean, because they're only going to look as good as you guys make mm-hmm. them look, and vice versa. Yeah. Like it, yeah. So, I mean. They'll give you that freedom ultimately. Yeah. It, and it's, it's, it's pretty rad when you, when you have that understanding. Now, there's definitely days where it's kind of like, all right, we're on script 15. Like, <laughs> right, yeah, you're giving this talk in two days, so and I mean, yeah, that, we gotta get it yeah, done, we gotta, we gotta lock this joker up so that we can make the graphics because it's gonna take some time to, to fit everything. Now, I know you're not, mm-hmm. you're not like the head of the team or whatnot, but how hard was it to like get this group of creatives to let go of taking that personally? Uh, like, taking, taking what personally? Like all the changes and tweaks and stuff that come last minute, you've got to get them done now. You don't have time to sit under your desk and cry about oh, it yeah. and feel bad um, about it. Honestly, the team that we've got is real good. I was going to say, um, the, the, the associate creative director, Mandy, is uh, she runs a tight ship. and um, Honestly, she does 
more than she should, I think. Yeah. Um, part of that is wanting to protect the team from from some unnecessary just red tape, corporate BS type type of stuff. Um, but um, yeah, but because uh, no matter how well intentioned someone is, if if they find somebody who says yes all the time, they're going to take advantage of it. So if she can protect them from that, yeah, that helps a and lot. And I too. think that she understands that the team is pretty much on board with, you know, everybody wanting to, to pitch in and they don't want anybody carrying the weight unnecessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, um, I think part of it that the, the way that the team just sort of, came together and solidified so well was we all were hired pretty much at the same time. Like the entire oh, the entire cool. team was reversed two weeks. Like, hey, your jobs are going away. If you want to <laughs> keep working here, reapply for the new position type of thing. Um, you could take that or you could take the severance and leave type of, type of a situation. So uh, I think with the exception of two of the original team, everybody was fresh, and so there was thirteen people that came in. Um, hmm. And I think at least two thirds are still still here. I think we've had uh, a couple of, of people that have exited um, to pursue freelance or take a job somewhere else type mm-hmm. of thing. But um, I think the majority of everybody is. is settled in for the ride and rocking and rolling so you haven't changed your name yet oh sorry (laughs) what is it now you (laughs) caught me monologuing also Courtney was getting ready to ask a really good serious question and I interrupted her I'm sorry Oh, I, I was just mentioning that it's interesting that you form that culture together so I'd imagine whoever comes in would continue that and you'd kind of bring them in to your mindset we were trying and I'm realizing that we it may be one of those things that essentially we all got thrown in the deep end. Like we all were trying to figure out healthcare. We all were trying to figure out what was expected of us. We all were trying to figure out, you know, the needs of all the business units. And so there was a lot of uh, camaraderie and jokes and things like that. And at this point we've had a couple of new people come in and some of the, the jokes fall flat. And, um, like, you know, just random things like there's buzzards or vultures circling the, 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 you know, the building outside. We're like, oh, looks like Birdman's visiting. And the new people are like, what? what? It's better than the rubber band man, I guess, right? <laughs> yes. Um, but, uh, so, but we are trying to get the culture to where that the new people can come in and feel as much of a part of the team as possible. Um, and we, we just had two new hires, uh, probably within the last like four to five months, I'd say. And so I think trying to get them caught up, understand how they work and, and whatnot, it's going to take a little bit of time, but hopefully it'll be one of those things where, can get back into that everybody's <laughs> um, <laughs> did you turn your camera off I did I saw the name that you changed it to and I can't look at you right now <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it's been a Halloween uh, dream of mine, and I just can't can't uh, can't break myself. I did take us. So I took a screenshot. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah. Should we let everyone <laughs> in on the little joke? You can say it. Did I even spell but it you have right? To say it. Yeah, you spelled it okay. right, but you have to say it right. Syndrome. <laughs> Read. Like like the Incredibles get it. It's funny. Yeah. Because I'm a ginger. <laughs> Wait, what? Is so that is real? What? That, that wasn't a choice you made? No, the the you're a ginger. Huh. I mean, it was one of those things that uh as my cells were dividing in utero, I was like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm it's kind of weird that your dad was a pastor, but you don't have a soul. <laughs> very true. Very true. Have you seen the uh, the ginger afro? <laughs> no. Oh. Should I? Yes. You need to you need to see this, and then you need to put it in the show notes so that everyone can see. Oh no. Uh, ginger soul. Search. So what? Yeah, just while you're it. while you're googling that, what came up first? The day job or the printing? Um, like the nighttime stuff. The nighttime stuff. Um, the Redicus. The I mean, I I have always had a day job. I think mm-hmm. one of those um, one of those I guess misconceptions or the the blight mm-hmm. of social media is everyone. I've talked to several people and they're like, oh. I thought you were full-time, you know, illustrator. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like, nope. I have been full-time in-house um, since I got out of college, honestly. And I just had done the mean lighting. That's a better term, honestly, for me to say. Is, Which one? Uh, moon lighting. Mm-hmm. Um, just because... I've always I've always held down the day job and uh, mm-hmm. oh, no. trying to Hopefully he'll keep recording. Oh, I did. Reaction, and then we can put that in. <laughs> Sorry. So anyway, there I was, and I couldn't believe that that happened. <laughs> oh, I'm sitting here talking. You're gonna enjoy that recorded bit. Uh Let's clap again. One, two, three. Clap. <laughs> Yay. Okay, so out of college, uh, everybody thinks that you do printing full time. Um, that was, but yeah, that, that, that whole thing started. Uh, I wanted to understand screen printing in college, mm-hmm. but at the time I was taking printmaking, uh, they only offered... Um, like, like block printing, like linoleum, woodcut, intaglio. Um, that was I loved it. It was one of the best classes I took in, in college. You still do some of that too, don't you? I do. And honestly, as I've I've started looking at the way I use some of the digital tools like Procreate and iPad and Photoshop and, and things like that, I tend to come back to this woodcut approach to drawing and, and shading. And um, break that down real quick. You can't just slide past that. Like it actually means something to anybody besides you. Are you just like doing black and then cutting away from yeah, it? Yeah, I'll, I'll do a fill okay. of, of a color. Um, 
Yeah, sorry. Thank you for stopping. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah. The, like, I it, I guess it's mostly started, I realized that when I was doing the the colors underneath what would be, I guess, a key line, the final color, the, mm-hmm. the line drawing of an image. Um, again, going back to my comic book roots, every, mm-hmm. everything was drawn and then it was colored underneath where you've got illustrators and painters um, that I learned about in our history class that they were they were much more on the I would say painter side of the the spectrum as as opposed to like comic book artist type of a thing where everything was line work versus blending colors together does that make any sense Mm -hmm. to make a form yeah like more contoured of line yes yes mm Yeah, in drawing class, they always got on me for being too contoured because I put <coughs> outlines first. That's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. Exactly. What a nitpicky thing to get on to somebody about in a drawing class. Mm-hmm. You're going to blind to her. Did you draw I'm... it? Yes, I drew it. <laughs> well, okay, all right. You, you did it. Where's my A? <laughs> did, did you, I mean, I was, I was that kid that would draw all of the the outer edges and then shade as opposed mm-hmm. to being the kid that would, I guess, lightly form the sketch and then use the, the pressure and the value of the different, you know, chart or the pencils from nine B to nine H type of a thing where, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, you'd get those lines, but there wouldn't be an actual line on the paper. Like, my brain doesn't work that way. Yeah, you're kind of like, yeah, I would start sketching and then I'd be like, oh, I thought this was so dark before, but it's actually not that dark. And then fill it in darker yeah. and darker and darker. And I guess until you get a bunch of lines and then yeah. <laughs> what looks like an outline. But um, yeah, that's actually what they told me to do in school, too. Is like they wanted me to do circles for cheeks, for instance, and build up the form of like, we're going to do a triangle for the nose, and then a circle for the tip and Till suddenly there's a face there, but then, yeah, I would rather just do the contour personally. Yeah. But it sounds like you like to do the contour too. I do. I was going to say, um, I think some of that is because of my obsession with line quality and what you can do with mm-hmm. pressure and angle and um, things like that. I, 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 always am gra- I always gravitate towards, and I, I, honestly, I think a lot of it goes back to some of that comic book influence of seeing mm-hmm. all the lines and just seeing the nitty gritty and monsters and things of that from, you know, Todd McFarlane or the blasts or the muscles and metallic shapes and stuff like that from X-Men and, and, and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, I'm trying to do better about not relying online and, and do more shape um, and, and tonal building, but it's, mm-hmm. I got a long way to go. <laughs> I think there's definitely a confidence that comes through in your work as you kind of go back to what you feel like you're comfortable with, at least what like you enjoy doing. Yeah. Not that your work ever lacked confidence, but there's more of a surety. Confidence is the best word. Like I'm just scrolling through your Instagram account, but like the Panther that okay. is on everything. Like just, it it looks like your work. It's like, I can't imagine anyone else making something that looks like that. It just, well, maybe that's what it is. Your personality coming through it. Like you look at your work now, 
the posters and stuff you've been doing, it's like, oh, Doc made that. I appreciate that. You know, I, Ryan Ryan Reed made that. <laughs> Sendro made that. You know what I mean? Especially, I think, at, are you doing lettering more now because you're feeling that confidence, or where's um, that coming from? Honestly, I just necessity. I think some of it is like there's no way that I am going to be the the letterer calligrapher um, that like Ade Hogue is or that um, Seb Seb Lester I think is his name. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I realized like I'd always loved letters and was was one of those things like I filled sketchbooks. I used to take notes and would draw all the letters for for like the big parts or some stuff that stood out. I would I would rough it in and then come back and, and start or you know, making them super ornate and stuff like that. I think some of that came from looking at John Hendrix's um, church church sketches, I think is what he would do. He would just would go to church and then just sit there and sketch all kind of goodness. Um, and then come back to a studio and, and color them with his uh, acrylic inks and stuff like that. But uh, that was around the time like sketch notes and stuff was coming out too, wasn't it? It was way before that. Like the book, I think. Was it? Yeah, because he'd oh, been doing wow. it for shoot early two thousands. I want to say. Okay. Um, I feel like okay. sketch notes just sort of blew up in the last five years. Um, yeah. I I would say like those. Um, but yeah, I guess they were. It was, I guess, sort of sketch notes before sketch notes were. Okay, these like have like way more of like a, like a folk art feel yeah, to it too. Yeah, and, and that's that's some of what he does is, uh, um, is the the line drawings and then uh, the coloring and things of that nature. He's freaking phenomenal. <laughs> I have one of his books. Oh, do you? Which <laughs> one? Yeah, I have. Of course, drawing is magic. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. That's a good. Yeah, and I, I just didn't connect the two together. Yeah. I'll put a link to those too. Yeah, that'll uh, be good. He's he's phenomenal. Um and uh, it was it was one of those things like I liked how his brain wandered, you know, as he was sort of pairing imagery with what was being said type of a thing. And um mm-hmm. so when I and and for whatever reason I'd sort of thrown that out, like that you could do type that way because when the lettering movement hit it was you know, calligraphy and brush lettering and everything was super thick, super thin and, and, um, ornate. Whereas most of the, the stuff that I would draw and, and found in sketchbooks from years ago were just like extruded, uh, sans serif letters <laughs> and stuff like that. And so it was, yeah. Um, there were some of them I would get in. I was real into letterpress and just old type and, and things of that nature. So I, I gravitated towards like cowboy western, sort of that ornate or ornamentation in the fonts and things of that nature. But I never mm-hmm. never got into the the super scripty just because I couldn't do it. And so whenever I I tried, I had to then put a roughen effect on it to hide all of the mm-hmm. the wobbly lines and the bad. Bezier's mm-hmm. and things like that, like um, trying to to understand how Bob Ewing and um, Mark Canessa do their lettering 
and vectorize it, it blows my mind. Oh, um, seeing that I watched stuff. him vectorize something one time. I was like, I'm never touching a computer again. <laughs> uh, just... Forget it. I'm hanging it up. And I mean, yeah, and just... to, to go back to what you're saying about like confidence, like the more I talk with artists, it seems like no one feels that they're there. There's all, and I, I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I wish everybody did have more confidence in the work that they do. Mm-hmm. But understand there's a difference between knowing that you're going to always be a student and always be perfecting your craft and I'm not good. Like there's a huge difference in those two things. Right. Um, I think one thing, if you think that you're not good, it probably means you are. Because <laughs> yeah. people that are not good think they're amazing. <laughs> generally. Well, that or... Is what you run into. I think like... Again, with the you know social media, and you, you you look at your heroes, and they're you know sitting around two hundred and eighty thousand followers on Instagram type of thing, and you're like, uh, I wanted to throw a party when I uh, broke a, a thousand, you know. Um, it it's, yeah. it definitely I mean, you're skews. you're at thirteen hundred. Hmm? I'm watching you. You're at thirteen hundred. I just broke five hundred. Really? I'm like, okay, I made yeah. it. <laughs> I well, I remember you're at twelve twelve ninety seven. You'll make 13 when this comes out. All three of our listeners will follow you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sweet. I will, I, will, uh, I will take a screenshot and send you the celebratory text. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, it's when weird you, yeah. that we put that much clout in likes and hearts and stuff like that. I, I mean, I, I get that that's sort of where the world's headed type of a thing, but... I definitely I think got. there's a deeper there's a deeper subconscious lizard brain part of it. Our brains were not made whatever to interact with this many people at a at a time. True. And as soon as more than like 10 people tell you that they like something, your brain's like starts short wiring because <laughs> everybody's like, mm. you know, oh, don't care about the hearts. But I mean like as soon as those chemicals in your brain start firing your entire purpose is driven by getting those likes it's it's yeah. not that it's a i don't think anybody that chases likes is broken because of that it's just we're not supposed to be in this position and yet here we are because we want to chase it for some reason yeah i, I would be lying if i said that it wasn't sort of addictive when you get that ooh someone liked me or my work enough to give me a follow type of a thing. Like it, it's, Oh, it's great. Yeah. It's wonderful. As I said, it does feel good. It does. The, That's what I'm trying to say is like, you shouldn't feel <laughs> bad that it does feel good because you are reacting the way that psychologists know you will react and the way that Instagram built it that way to get those chemicals going. So yeah. you stay on there and keep looking at their ads, yep. but, but you can't just make your brain not do that. Right. This is, that's what I'm trying like it's not bad to want them but to pursue them instead of actually getting work yeah how much work have you gotten from Instagram zero zero pretty sure yeah I've gotten no work from Instagram but I've made connections with people and actually reached out and commented and stuff Mm -hmm. and then people that I've connected with have said hey come help me with this gig Yes. And that's turned into work. Yeah. I have never had anybody reach out directly through Instagram 
that yeah. that turned into anything. I've I've had a couple of people reach out and be like, "Hey, can you build me a website? I have twenty five dollars." It's like, mm. I, <laughs> right. I don't do websites one, but twenty five dollars is uh, no. I've had lunch with people at Creative South where I'm like, I know you through Instagram. You know, I've followed you for months. Now. Yeah. Are, are they know who I am yes. through it or something? Yes. Those connections are way more important than the hearts. 100 all triggers the same, but it's all the same chemicals. Yes. <laughs> like friendship brings out the same stuff. I can't, what's the word? Endorphins? Yeah. Dopamine. 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 All that okay. stuff. I mean, wasn't yeah. it Simon Sinek that was talking about that? You know, the, the, with the question of why? Um, yeah, I think it was in one of his his uh, TED Talks or something like that where he, he referenced the fact that, you know, it, we need, or like, it gets to the point some, for some people that it's like, it's just a rush and they have to have that hit of dopamine to sure. continue going. Yeah, that's the, addic- that's the addiction part mm-hmm. you were talking about. Yeah. Like, that's, I don't want to downplay that. That is definitely 100%. I mean, it's now, I don't know if it's in like the psychology books, but. Uh, like addiction to technology is definitely a real scary thing, oh, yeah. but, but yeah, that's all that confidence I think is what draws people to you to kind of bring it back to what we were talking about. I think. Okay. Plus I also mm-hmm. think I feel like, I don't know how much of a struggle it is for you, but you seem pretty comfortable jumping fat back and forth between styles, whatever that means. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, had not ever looked at that as a strength in all honesty. It had being an in-house at an advertising agency, design agency in Wilmington for like eight years is, mm-hmm. um, it, it wasn't like the, my first actual design job was a small, like mom and pop shop. I think there were four of us, including the bookkeeper. And, um, <laughs> so like my first, I would say legit design firm, um, yeah, we were doing everything from branding to some illustration to web to, you know, uh, and so everything was new and you had to mold the look to the client type of thing. Like nobody was coming to the, the firm that I worked at for my skill set, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. And so I had mm-hmm. to adapt and go, okay, yeah, they need a more like watercolor look for the art, you know, architectural renderings for these, these floor plans that are going up and okay. Yeah. yeah, We can, we can make that. Okay. You know, they need more of a, you know, etching woodcut for this. Okay. Sweet. Um, And it just was honestly looking back on it, it was one of those things. Like I got to experiment a little bit about what worked for different clients and, um, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Um, but a lot of it was dictated by the industry that they were in. You're not going to pull off something super, um, soft and artistic and watercolor based mm-hmm. for a security system. Like it, the, <laughs> I mean, you can, but it, it's not going to initially give you that, that type of look. And there's definitely something to be said for pulling it off. Well, and have it be completely juxtaposed to the industry that it's in. Um, right. It's just security so, might not be the way place to do that, but well, health insurance, you can play around. Yeah. With a little yeah. More, yeah. Because there's, yeah. you can sort of spin it from, you know, the, the human, the human aspect. And right. if, if you're good at understanding what 
your clients wanting to do with it. Like you could mm-hmm. potentially get down the road with the security company of like, you know, here's this type of, you know, softer approach that we're going to you know push the, the human element of the things that we're trying to keep safe, trying to protect type of thing versus uh, mm-hmm. secure and strong and, and, you know, um, you know, angular designs to sort of exude that strength type of a thing. But, um, so there was a lot of back for, I call it like being a, des- a design chameleon. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. and, uh, I think some of that, like I went through a process last year, um, after listening to Kyle Latender talk, are you familiar with him? Mm-hmm. Um, he thinks so. He came down. He's phenom- He's a phenomenal lettering um, artist and designer uh, up in Chicago, and he, I got him to come down to to AIG Charlotte, and um, one of the things that he mentioned in his talk was uh, visual heritage, and as we were talking back and forth about it, uh, he had said that, and I was like, okay open or unpack that a little bit more because I've not heard that term, but I think I know what you're talking about. In my mind, it was always like the art family tree. And yeah. and that's pretty much what it was. He's, he's sort of like the visual heritage is sort of your, your artistic lineage and, um, hmm. you know, finding out who your heroes, heroes are. Um, and so when I, I really started doing it, and honestly, I had to go back just sort of like figure out what my entry point was. And initially it was like, oh, comics were, was my entry point. And then I was like, well, that's high school even. So what, what was before that? Because I wanted to be an artist and draw people and stuff like that from mm-hmm. like kindergarten or first grade when you come home with that, uh, what do you want to be when you grow up? Sheet of paper that mom and yeah. dad are putting on the fridge. Um, yeah. And so and when I dug down into it, it was a lot of it was the Looney Tune cartoons that Chuck Jones and Maurice Noble were doing. And I never yeah. knew who Maurice Noble was until like after college. And I started doing some like coming back to it and researching and look at it. Cause in my mind, it was always Chuck Jones was the last name that you saw directed by Chuck Jones on the Tom and Jerry's and the Looney Tunes. And there was a style and a line work and a, and a quality to the character design that was associated with Chuck Jones. And some of that because he did some of the, the style sheets. Um, and it wasn't until later that I realized a lot of what I was responding to with those cartoons were the matte paintings in the backgrounds. Mm. And some of it, yeah. some of it was, I was, I would pick up on repetition. Like that's the fourth time we've seen that, like, uh, vase and, and, and stool yeah. in the background is Tom's Chase and Jerry um, mm-hmm. around the, the house type of thing and, and it was one of those things like I noticed it and I didn't like it it's also one <laughs> of the reasons like I, I won't just sort of pull a piece out of a, a design and stick it like if there's two E's next to each other like I've got to go in and draw the second E um, just mm-hmm. because like you were seven and you gave, you know, the cartoon people so much grief about it. And so, um, but then he did one of my favorite cartoons ever, which one, sorry, the what's, what's opera doc. Oh gosh. That's such a good one. Yeah. Such a good one. I mean, uh, 
all, all of that. Like the, the stylization. Yeah. The stylization of trees and. Uh, you got it. The way. <laughs> Yay. English. Um, <laughs> like. Good job, Annie. <laughs> now I have to change it again. As soon as you see it, just say just say the name that I have replaced it with, and I will I will then. No, I had to work it in. Okay, okay. Um, but like, even with the the screen printing, fast forwarding several years to where I was doing screen printing, like the the off registration that comes with screen printing mm-hmm. is, I think a lot of that goes back to oh you know the background images of you know, the duck dodgers in the 21st and a half century, mm. you know, backgrounds where you have trees or I can never remember. I think it was witch hazel, like the, the green, witch uh, that bugs yeah. was always running from like her mm-hmm. house was amazing. Like they had stairs that just were like floating and then you'd have banisters that were drawn. And then, you know, the panels in the, in the door and the, in the walls, were just drawn and then colored and, you know, shadows were just purple. Yeah. And Hmm. just everything about it, like, screamed, like, I knew exactly what everything was because of (laughs) the the loose reference and the guides that were given visually, but nothing worked, like, in reality. Like, there was a a surrealist, surrealism? Yeah. Just keep I'm going. Trying to yeah. Remember the words now. It's almost like impressionism a little bit to me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or looking at it, like you understand. I don't know if I'm using the right word either, but I guess like the surrealist colors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like the but then with the you. implication of stairs yeah. <laughs> in the picture that I'm looking at, it's like the outline of stairs. And it all just the way that I mean, the they, the backgrounds were even composed so that it allowed you to focus on the figure. Or it allowed you to focus on what the mm-hmm. figure was looking at, type of a thing. So, right, rather than taking the attention away right. from it. Yeah. Huh. That's cool. I never thought about that. Whenever I remember that character, I always responded actually to she had wasn't it her? She had bobby pins yes. coming out of her hair when she yeah. ran. Every or was time. that a different lady? No, okay. it was her. Whenever she'd take off running, there'd be that cloud of smoke and bobby pins just spinning in the air. I'm like. Yes. There's just so much depth to the character. Hmm. Now I just want to look at Google Images of her all day. <laughs> That's what I'm doing right now. <laughs> did you did you see where their Warner Brothers is bringing back Looney Tunes? No. They are. Yeah, but not like in that really weird one they did recently on Cartoon Network, where it was like a like a sitcom or something. But they're bringing back like the actual hand drawn. Really? Uh, yeah. Anyway, I'll put another. Yeah, <laughs> this the, the more show notes. Where super, super, like angular Daffy Duck bill. No, I don't think so. Okay. I think you're talking about the one on Cartoon Network where it was like they were trying to make it like hip and yeah. cool and. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a Space Jam two coming. <laughs> Space Jam two. <laughs> it's for, wasn't there a Space Jam two already? No, they've been talking about it for a while, but um, oh, that's right, it hasn't. <laughs> um, oh, oh who's Jam. in it? Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny, LeBron. the Looney Tunes, LeBron. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. 
I wonder, I wonder how many uh, Michael Jordan I wonder if they'll still get Mike's special it. stuff. <laughs> That'll still be in it, right? <laughs> yeah, a lot of Michael, jo- like Michael Jordan jokes, but as long as they get Mike's special stuff in it again, or Mike's special sauce, whatever it was called. And full oh, circle Lord. back to McDonald's and its sauce. Yeah. I think they made a McDonald's joke in there. There's one time where Bill Murray sticks his head back into the office where Michael was sitting and just like list off all of his sponsors like in <laughs> one go. It's pretty funny. I've done pretty good, Courtney. We've been recording for like an hour and I haven't made one Toy Story 4 joke. Did you like it? Is that what's at top of mind? I love yeah. it. It was great. I just wanted to be like trash. 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 Courtney. Yeah. Courtney hasn't seen it yet, so don't ruin it. Yet. No, I haven't. Have you seen it? Uh, I saw it yesterday. I took my uh, my oldest two out to uh, to see it. So, did you not? Did you like it? I did. I did. Because the way you asked me kind of scared me for a second. Uh, I think I that was the I wanted to talk about it and then realize it's only been out for a couple of days and <laughs> I should not say anything about the future of yeah. The, you take that crap over to Master of Master of One. You leave us out of it. <laughs> you let them channel. do the spoilers, not us. Yeah. Did you hear that, Andrew? Patrick. <laughs> let you guys ruin the movie for everybody. Not me. Not today. I'm pretty sure they invite you on all of those. Hey, we're gonna ruin. <laughs> I've done a couple. Hey, let's ruin stuff, but not this one. I'm not gonna do this one. I liked it too much. It was good. It was real good. It, there were definitely some ones. predictable things that I was just like, yep. Yep. Yeah. But. Thanks, Pixar. I will. Well, I mean, they had sort of gotten into a habit of, of like, basically putting the bad guy in the forefront. Hmm. You know what I mean? And then there's a twist and you find out he's a bad guy? She. She. <laughs> Well, now we gotta go someone, and spoil it. Someone needs to check their uh, preconceived condition. <laughs> Unconscious bias. Yeah, thank um, you. That's the one. The uh, <laughs> track record of male villains. <laughs> well, I mean, most of the bad guys in the world are white men, right? Yeah. It's a, yeah. Right. Um, but like, <laughs> uh, you get it wrong one time, and I'm not gonna let you live it down. <laughs> uh, but I mean, like with up. Because is it is it safe to talk about up? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how long is that? What even is the villain in up? What the cranky old white guy? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But the way that they set it he's up, he's like was the protagonist. Really good, and it was one of the no, first the one times. at the end of the movie with the dogs. Yeah, to the the Sorry. the the adventure is out there guy, and the, he was the kid's hero, and then it just sort of like. You know, they introduce the character as the you know this hero, and it's like, oh yeah, this great, wonderful person. Then later they introduce you again to the character, and all of that has been set up for you to go, oh yeah, he's a great. What is? Why? Why does he hate everybody? That's all. That's all. Do a really good Tony Hale impersonation. I have you sounded no just idea like who that is. Yeah. <laughs> Tony. That's the guy that played Sporky or Forky in Toy Story 4. <laughs> Sporky. Sporky, the off-brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to make our own Toy Story. Sporky. Story toys. Sporky now. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And I think 
part of it was sort of knowing that Pixar is always putting Easter eggs. Like, I, I caught myself looking and trying to find Easter eggs. More mm-hmm. so this with this film than I have with anything else. I think part partly because that was their, like, flagship feature film. So there's a lot of just... And I know that they do that with other films, but Toy Story seems to be the one that I'm more aware of it in. That's their baby. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I saw in one of the scenes like a video game or a book cover cartridge illustration of Lifted, that alien abduction <laughs> short years ago. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. huh, look at that. Um, Just like that in the theater? Yeah, and everybody's did you, like, "Did you go see Shush. that with Jim too, or did you go see that with your wife and kids?" What lifted? No, Toy Story. Did you go see that with Jim or your wife and kids? <laughs> so with my two kids. Well, my older two kids. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. Okay. Wait, your older two kids? Yeah, I've got four. Um, four girls, right? Yep. <laughs> nice. There's a, there's a. Do you have a minivan? Ah, uh, you went there. Uh, <laughs> jugular man. Yeah. No, he he has an SUV. I have in my name an SUV because I got rid of my truck. Because as much oh. as as easy as it would be to just throw everybody in the bed and be like, "Come on, kids," we're hitting the road. Uh, the state and governments seems to frown on. Children wanted. that went out with that went out with wooden spoons and boards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, sir, yeah. You, you need seat belts for all of the uh, the children in the back. Actually, I got them tied down. Yeah, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I mean, bungee cord. I got to run it through the diaper. The belt loops. Here, kids, we don't have That's money for belts, so here's the bungee cord. Just hook it up here in this S hook. Make sure you get your sister first. Yes, you know. Yeah. Get the little ones first and then buckle yourself in. Yeah. Like on an airplane. Yeah. And I mean, that's honestly, that's why we had so many children is so that we could stop taking care of them and just sort of relinquish that responsibility to the, the older children. As soon as they can make a sandwich, they can take care of themselves. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you're walking. Here's a sharp knife. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Make Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to think of which part of the sandwich you have to use the sharp knife. I think we might be talking about two different sandwiches. No. Just you get them cut in, off like, the crust. to like peanut butter. Yeah. Do they cut? Yeah, cut it in triangles. I mean, I guess they could if my kids were like whiny brats. <laughs> <laughs> True. I hate like, cutting off the crusts for yeah. uh, my kids. I'm just like, no. I love you, but to this point. Yes. <laughs> This much, no further. Uh, the, my favorite, though, is when it's or like... put honey on it. Dad, I don't want the crust. Eat the crust. I don't want the crust. Just eat the crust. Just eat around it. I don't want the crust. It's touching the breast of the sandwich. <laughs> I, feel, I feel personally attacked because that's how I eat sandwiches. <laughs> Cutting off the like, crust? Shut up, Dad. It's eat the crust. Jesus. <laughs> well, then, then you cut the crust off. And then you go to throw it away. Feed it to the dog when no one's looking. Well, what happens? Dad, Just Dad, the dogs. Dad, where's the crust? I'm so hungry. 
<laughs> Why did you eat it when it was attached to the rest of the sandwich? Uh, and then look at you. Dad man. stories. It's a podcast within a podcast. Yes. Our whiny kids. <laughs> the segment. <laughs> the whiny sparkle, kids. Sparkle, segment. sparkle, sparkle, sparkle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, meat man. kids, meat with meat kids. No, I just let. I'm like, you want a sandwich? You know where the bread is. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> <laughs> and then I get called in inevitably in like five minutes. Like, oh no, the top came off the honey. Ah, it's everywhere. Oh, oh that that's that's no good. That's my eight year old daughter. Um, we have taught her how to make her own eggs. She will scramble her own eggs. Nice. And um, so eight eight years old is an appropriate age to to turn them loose on stoves. Well, I think much like I was I was going to make the point earlier about like going back and forth between styles with with artwork I think <laughs> as making sure making sure your personality comes through is more important than what your style looks like. I think the personality of the kid is much more important than um, the third degree burns. the age okay. like. No way in hell will I teach my son how to make eggs until he's 14 because I just don't think he's going to be there. He's going to start a lightsaber fight with the refrigerator <laughs> with a knife when he's like going to. <laughs> oh, but June, June can make her own eggs because that's that's where she's at. She's like, but the other day I, I <laughs> cut up chives and put them on top of the eggs to see what flavors would, would emerge. I also added some curry powder just to give it a little. Little flare. Um, I found some cumin <laughs> in the cupboard. Cumin. Um, <laughs> but so she got, she'll wake up, she wakes up at like six o'clock every day, whatever. And then we sleep on Saturday, we'll sleep till eight. Beth and I will sleep till eight or whatever. Um, came in the other day and she's like, I made four eggs this morning. <laughs> I'm like, June, I only eat two eggs and I am a large adult man. <laughs> How how do you feel? She's like, I'm great. I feel I'm like Fluttershy. <laughs> That's his name now. It's Fluttershy. Uh, and then, uh, so what are you going to change it to next? You don't even you don't have another one yet. That was it. That was the end of that that long story. My daughter, I thought who was ready to make her own eggs, decided to cook half of what was left for herself. <laughs> like I don't want to put this carton back with just two eggs. Might as well cook all six of them. Four eggs. Do you guys remember, and like, this is total breakfast tangent. Did you guys have a favorite, like, cereal mascot? Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Oh, uh, what? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what was that? The, the 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 mascots for the for the series yeah. cereal. Did you have a favorite? Uh, it's a toss. My favorite. Toss up between Lucky and Tony over here. Okay. It's probably mine too. I will say. I guess most memorable was the Cookie Crisp guy, but I don't know that he was my favorite. What did he say? I don't remember that. Cookie Crisp. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thanks. (laughs) Was he a dog or a wolf? Yes. I don't know. But he was Um, was always. It was like a weird hybrid of the droopy wolf dog, big dog thing. I believe he was initially a dog, like when we were younger. I be- I distinctly remember him being a dog, but now he is a wolf. 
Okay. This might be like a Berenstein, Berenstein bear situation. Uh, <laughs> I remember a dog also. Berenstein. I guess they do howl. So what was it? What was your mascot? Oh, uh, man. I I thought Toucan was fun. Toucan Sam. But mm. like oh. Tony the Tiger was probably a solid. Uh, actually... Oh, do you remember Smacks? Sugar Smacks? Yeah, the, the frog. frog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I liked him. He was. We didn't get him very much because of all of the sugar. Mm-hmm. Say my uh, my mom would buy a if it was Frosted Flakes, she'd buy a Frosted Flakes and then a Corn Flakes and then mix them together just so we weren't <laughs> bouncing off the walls. Oh, I thought that you were talking about like a special kind of pour. Like when my mom would make us Franken beans and like present it like a gourmet meal. Voila. <laughs> Here's some jazz and a cilantro that you can sprinkle it's on. Some the... cumin. Yeah. Cumin. Yeah. So. Yeah. See, essentially, yeah, he was a dog. It was Chip. Oh, Chip was it? the dog. I'm scared yeah. now to open the chat to look at things because last time I did that, I logged out. Just could. apparently he used to be a wizard what and the headline on the box is artificial chocolate chip flavor yeah i didn't like even as a kid i was like this is not taste like a chocolate chip what are oh no no see every time every time yeah this did they do not taste like chocolate chip cookies no it's a lie no Creator and getting to the deep issues, the real important stuff. What everyone really wants to know: How do you pour a bowl of cereal? Gender issues, art styles, and Cookie Crisp mascots. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, there was a Cookie Cop at one point. What? <laughs> Is that like the Soggies and Captain I Crunch? Think... I guess. Crunchberries oh, are probably mean, like, my the... favorite. Though. Crunch berries where you're yeah. I would oh, eat, yeah. I would eat the gold bricks and then once the roof of my mouth was fully oh, no. shredded, then I would try Wait, to eat yes. the berries. Am, that was my favorite. Hold on. I need to double check something to make sure we can still be friends. Wait, what? Captain Crunch or Captain yes. Crunch berries? Oh what do you, what do you mean? Crunch. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Crunch or berries? Which one? Well, my my mom would never buy the oops berries only. The oops all berries. Get yeah. it right first off. Okay. <laughs> One foot out the door on this relationship. <laughs> oh no! I would get oops all berries and just be like, "Oops, I ate them all. My bad." <laughs> no, my favorite torture device as a kid was peanut butter, Captain Crunch. I don't know if I've ever It was had always that. a treat for me. Yes. It was, yeah, we never had it at if home. There was bad behavior. It's great nuts all the way. Yeah. You could just yeah, eat as a this kid, gravel you... with cold milk. And now you're like, oh, this is actually very good. I feel like, yeah. I feel regular <laughs> again. It's been hurts. years. Straight <laughs> sugar. Four days. It's like great yeah. nuts. <laughs> it's great nuts. <laughs> or like when you discover that you can get that mini wheats are just a byproduct of like shredded wheats, which come in like in a bowl shaped brick. Yeah, I never understood the uh, like 
the large, here's, here's the a large Brillo pad pizza. that you can break up and put in your cereal bowl. <laughs> but if you put milk on it, it'll make you poop. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Somebody ever... get that lady from the yogurt commercials. <laughs> She'd love this stuff. Oh, man. Have I ever, have I ever what? Been constipated and had to go to cereal to, <laughs> and had to eat cereal to help? No, I have no, not gotten no. to that low point yet. Okay. But, like, the artificial coloring in foods will wreak havoc on you. Oh, yeah, I avoid them. My kids can't eat red. I don't know if that's actually a thing or if it's a total, like, just in my head, but we don't let them eat red stuff. What happens? My, they turn into the Hulk. It seems <laughs> like he gets really hyper and kind of angry when he does. Sorry, that's not a funny answer. <laughs> I just think it's interesting that you narrowed it down to food color, mm-hmm. not, like, other ingredients. You're like, it's the color red. It doesn't help. Nitrates, too, but that's a different thing. Or is that what we were talking about? Like how you know you're old when you start worrying about stuff like this? Because <laughs> I'm there. Nitrate. <laughs> Check those boxes off. What are the nitrate levels on this? Mm. Anyway, <laughs> I've heard that the only government like allows those things to happen so you don't think too much about how the moon landing was fake and the earth is flat. Yeah. Also, vaccines are killing our kids. Wow. <laughs> you're just, just going to... You're hitting all of the... All the all, all the corners of the the internet. Oh, what's left? What else is out there? Is it okay to make vaccine jokes? I don't think it is. I think somebody just died. Never mind. I take it back. <laughs> but I'm not. Too soon. I can't edit it out yet because we started talking about it afterwards. Thanks, guys. I, I need a 10 second buffer on all of my stupid jokes to decide if I want to <laughs> cut them out or not. The awkward <laughs> silence is so Zach can edit. So you guys don't hate him quite as much. No, yeah. Just a little bit. You figured but, it out. But, Courtney, have you ever seen Zach dance? No. Can I have, can, like, can, a display? We'll describe your moves Have you seen me dance, Applejack? I have. I was going to say, I was going to ask Courtney, because it's like, it's sort of like uh, Susan Sarandon going down a water slide. <laughs> I took you a lot longer to see than the other ones. Yes, my bad. <laughs> I'm not changing it. I'm leaving it. <laughs> You're leaving it. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, are you going to tell us your real name now that I'm getting ready to wrap up, or you just want to leave it alone? Mm. Mystery. Mystery. Well, Don't encourage him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my my wife will be joining me at Creative South next year, and she will probably not call me Doc. And I just just for your information, so just hang out, and she'll tell she'll she'll let it drop. I don't even know how to pronounce what you wrote in that box. Bonaduce. I had to Google it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At least old... we got away from the My Little Ponies. Yeah. Well, when you got four daughters, it's sort of like, uh, I can't even think of any other cartoons right now. Do they get just... to fight over who gets to be Pinkie Pie? Because she's the best. Um, honestly, Applejack is. is That's one... the favorite? Yeah, I think. I think it was. Okay. 
I tell you, my oldest, we were riding someplace, and she goes, just out of nowhere, just the thickest country accent you ever heard. I was like, I looked at my wife and said, really? Where did she learn to? I know we live in North Carolina, but like we don't have Southern accents. Like, where did this come from? And I look at him like, say that again? And she smiled and she just let out this real Southern drawl about dad. Can we go stop in something, something or other? And he's like, all right, we're, no more, no more My Little Pony. No more. We're done. <laughs> no more. But, oh, that's so funny. So. Get her on a podcast. She should she, she, she dig it, I think. Well, June wants to start a podcast. Maybe they can do one together. It's called Kids World, and she made a theme song on her iPad last week. So <laughs> We'll get the deep Sorry. dive on <laughs> triangle sandwiches yeah. and cutting the crust off uh, next week on Kids And maybe Corner. figure out why that Ryan kid on YouTube is so weird. Ryan. Down with Ryan, Ryan's world. Whatever that kid's name is that opens presents, unboxes oh, stuff. I've never actually seen or, or I, I've heard of this child or this box opening <sighs> for children. It's just kind of like, uh, no. Sorry. Yeah, we had to put the we had to put the eighty six on that our house. Yeah. Um. So, Doc, where can people find you online? Or is there anything cool coming up you want to share? Or? Um. Let's see. Uh, you can find me on There's a Spider Crawling Up My Wall. Holy moly. That's on Instagram? Yes. <laughs> At There's a Spider Crawling Up My Wall. Holy moly. It pretty much is going to be all you can type in when you say or tweet at me. So, <laughs> um, I am Redicus is pretty much uh, all of my social handles. Um, and... Uh, no, anything cool you want to share coming up? Any new work or anywhere you're going to be or anything? Um, I am extremely excited. Uh, and when I was hanging out with Jim, not my wife, uh, this weekend, um, <laughs> uh, we got talking. Jim, Jim, uh, uh, Madison, uh, of uh, Print Destroyer, and he was working on a, a corn poster, and we got talking and. He wanted to buy a buy a postcard for the image, and I was like, "I'll just draw that for you." And so it, it turned out we're going to do a, a collab for a corn poster. Oh, nice! So I'll, uh, I'll I, I I can't even tell you the name of a corn song. You can if you try really, really, really hard. As I said, I I know chocolate starfish was Limp Biscuit, right? Mm-hmm. Uh. I don't even remember how that one goes. I'm gonna have to go Google that or Spotify it or whatnot after this. But but yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see how that how that comes together. It's been a lot of fun having Brian Reed, the creator of S Town, on our show today uh, from This American Life. Yes, he started as an intern. (laughs) True, worked my way up through the ranks, and that too shows everyone out there that if you Put the effort in and you keep your hand at the plow that one day you, you too can, can have a shit podcast or a shit town. A hit S podcast. town. Oh, 
That came out horribly. No, I didn't really it's like, <laughs> <laughs> so Corey's like, no, you didn't. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. That is an American. Yeah. <laughs> that man worked for this American life. Well, wasn't that his podcast, town Yeah, and it did stand yeah. for shit town, but you didn't have to say it. Oh, sorry. Could we have to go back and bleep that? Yeah, but I'm not going to. And I'm the I one. I am going to bleep out the part where I said I didn't know who Jim Madison was. <laughs> uh, yes. So, but uh, other than that, uh, the only other thing I got coming up is if you're in the San Antonio, Texas area um, in September, I will be hanging out with the AIGA San Antonio chapter doing uh, a little talk and then heading up to Swiftles. Oh, fun. Yeah. Cool. So, you can do some hanging at Circles if anybody's around. Okay. September <laughs> Okay. Doc is a good hang if anybody's there and is bored. <laughs> uh. <laughs> so, Zach hates Circles Conference. <laughs> but I do like having chicken with you, so chicken somehow we've ended up eating chicken together quite a few times yeah you know it's just chicken and you know, waffles bonding over you know motion graphics and yeah and freaking out on you when there's last minute changes ah! <laughs> well i mean freak out last minute changes are, are sort of you know there's there's a, a mild bit of like yeah there should be a little bit of concern well, Doc, thanks for joining us tonight. Yeah. It was a blast. I had, I had an awesome time. Thanks for letting me mm-hmm. come on and talk about cartoons and cereal and... Uh, Shit tune. Yeah. And all those other wonderful podcasts. <laughs> and corn. <laughs> corn. <laughs> well, hopefully we'll talk again before Creative South. Yeah. But, look um, forward to this. Good luck with that spider. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to keep oh, an yeah. eye on it so it doesn't jump down. <laughs> well, I mean, if that does happen, maybe I'll, uh, you know, <laughs> Spider-Man... Scream. Yeah. <laughs> Spider's actually Doc Reed. The thing seems to get bigger. I don't know if it's because of the slant of the ceiling or what. But... Huh. Well, either way, I hope you don't die. Yeah. As do I. Thanks again for letting me come on and, and chat. So. Of course. We'll talk to you later. later. We talked a lot about reviews today. Yeah, we want to know what you have or to say or think, only good things, mm-hmm. about our podcast. What's your favorite part? What do you want to see more of? Well, I guess if you want to see more of something, send us a message. But what's your favorite part? 
Uh, we want to know what you think. Mm -hmm. Right. 